I'd paint my toenails, but I'm not sure where they fell off. Play Tavern. I'm Demis, and, this and is we're here with episode number two. I hope everybody got to listen and enjoy episode one. We should be up in iTunes by the end of the week, so very very exciting. I got, I'm getting that straightened out, which is exciting. We had a couple problems, but I figured them out. So uh, let's just get right into it. The first thing we're going to talk about is going to be what's I guess our main topic. Basically, it's going to be about role playing guilds. And um, there's two different kinds of role-playing guilds. You've got casual and you've got hardcore. And I want to compare the two because I've done both and they're both great, but it all depends on your preference. In a casual guild, the chat is normally out of character. Sometimes you're role-playing guild chat, but not always. Everyone just kind of goes with the flow, is really relaxed, laid back about role-playing and when you're not role-playing and that kind of stuff. And not everyone is constantly in character. Now, in a hardcore guild, the chat is always in character. If they choose the cat to be out of character, they will have created a separate channel for in character, or vice versa. But it's very rare in a hardcore guild that you see a guild chat that is not in character. You see very, very little out of character overall. Even in whispers and anything and everything, these people are always in character. And go ahead. I would say that our guild is a little more on the go, I think. We do have a lot of role players, but a lot of them are new, so it's a mix. Yeah, it really is, and some guilds have a preference, and some of them don't. Our guild is casual. Sometimes we roleplay in guild chat, sometimes we don't. It all depends on who you are and what you want to do that day. But with a hardcore guild, they either say it's always in character or it's always out of character, and there are very set rules which can make it fun if you're really into the role-playing thing. But if you want to be casual about, yeah, I want to play today, no, I don't want to tomorrow, a hardcore guild is not for you. My preference would be more of a casual because I do enjoy role-playing, but sometimes I'm tired and I don't always want to role-play, and I just want to play and take a Yeah, me too. Both Alliance and Horde role-play guilds that I'm in are casual, and I love it because over on the Blackwater Raiders, over with the Elfendorf from the Elfendorf, we have a lot of fun. Normally we're in character in guild chat, but we're constantly talking out of character as well, which can get a little confusing, but we have fun. We just, you know, we go with the flow, no big deal if you talk out of character or in character. Where, like I said, the hardcore guild, the rules are very, very set. And you can get kicked out if you don't follow those rules. Some people are really that strict about it. I know. I probably couldn't go by having to role play every single day whenever you're on Warcraft. Because it does get a little confusing at times. But once again, I'd probably prefer a more casual guild unless I'm really, really experienced in role do it even when I was tired. Yeah. Also, there's another big thing with guilds. And this was on the forums this week that I'm on, and I actually started it, and it turned into a huge debate, which was really cool, because that's what I wanted. 
actually I'm really mean, but I wanted to hear what people had to say. I asked whether a big guild or small guild is better, and I got several different responses. The good thing about a small guild that's active is that everybody knows everybody, your characters know each other, you guys can go fishing if you're if you have two characters that love fishing, you just, you really know each other. Or with a large guild, like on my Horde side, I am forever introducing myself to people. I don't always play with the same people. Even if I'm on the same time every night, there's always somebody new on, and I'm always reintroducing my character. And to me, that gets a little bit old. But at the same time, it keeps the exciting going. You don't get bored with the same people. You get to meet new people with new characters. So there's good and bad on both sides. But also with the smaller guild, how the relationships are formed. And that when you're role-playing, you can kind of grow together and you already know about that person. So you know how they act and how they behave and how they respond to it. And in bigger guilds, lots and lots of people, lots of different stories. And it takes a little bit more time to learn about everybody as well. Yeah, which is the truth. It's really hard. In a big guild, you're always reintroducing yourself. You're always trying to learn more stories. Where with my small guild, we have 58 members. There's about 10 of us on at the same time every night, and we just have fun doing it. We know each other's characters. It's like, hmm, who wants to go fishing? And five or six of us will go sit down and fishing, and depending on a character and that character's personality, some things change every time. You know, we had a wedding proposal in the middle of guild chat, so that everybody could see that wasn't standing there. And right in the middle of this proposal, someone says, hmm, I think I need some more bobbers. You know, we just do hilarious stuff like that because we all know each other and each other's characters. But at the same time, like if I get on and it's not that time of night when all of us are on, I'm by myself. If I'm in the big guild and I go over there, there's always somebody on. Almost always somebody my level who I can go quest and role play with. But also the downfall about role playing guilds that are really big is that the guild chat chatter is constant. Everybody always talking, mix of in character and out of character. It gets a little frustrating sometimes, but if you're able to work through all of the chatter, it, it can be very right. Fun. Exactly. But even with the small guild, we have a lot of talk. But because there's so few of us talking. We all, you know, we have com actual conversations where with the big guild, sometimes when you start a conversation, you get people adding and adding and adding, and before you know it, you're on a completely different subject, and you don't know who's talking about what. And it can get really confusing, whether you're in character or out of character. And I always think that it's fun, where if it's even a few people all constantly talking about one subject, role-playing, and getting really into it and having fun, it can be just as much fun as a guild with 50 to 60 people on at a time, all babbling about four different subjects all yeah. in the same chat. I, I guess I like, I'm, I'm a, small per, a small guild person. I really am. But small guilds are hard if you don't have active members. But this guild I'm in right now for role-play is great over on the Blackwater Raiders. There's only 58 of us. Um, half of them are alts, which is sad but true. We're really bad about that. We're ultaholics. But, you know, we're, we all get on around the same time at night. And we just, we have fun doing it. We, you know, everybody makes whatever they want. We have druids. We have, we have everything. And we just kind of hang out. And we have a good time doing it. Sometimes we go on cooking sprees or who knows. It all depends on the night. It really does. And I have a harder time doing that in the bigger guilds. 
I know as right now, I'm actually taking a little bit of a break from playing Deadly because also I'm newer to the Horde side, so it's much harder leveling here. But I want to get ready for raids on my priest. I also made a Night Elf Rogue named Kyrie, so I'm kind of mixing it up a bit just to make my gameplay more fun. But I will go roleplay on Deadly every once in a while. Yeah, I'm juggling two roleplay characters and then my main, who's on a PvP character, who's level 60, and I'm trying to get her to 70, but considering she's a mage, aka Clothware, and it's contested territory, and it's PvP, all I can seem to do is die. So, uh, <laughs> I just keep switching back and forth, it all depends on my mood, and how much I've died on my main that day, and how much, how annoyed I am with the horde. I know with me for the good thing is that also, sort of not playing on my main for a while on the PvP server, I let all of my friends get to level 70 first. So when I come back, I have a lot of 70s who can follow me around and help me out. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's always great, too. But at the same time, you know, I, I really like my role-playing, and I have fun, and I'm in a big guild and a small guild, and I love them both. Both of them are casual. As much fun as a hardcore role-play would be, I like the casual ones because I already know the people who are here in these guilds. I know them through different things, not just through World of Warcraft. I know them through podcasts and that kind of stuff. So to me, that's a really big thing, too, is playing with my friends. Yes, the people make the game fun. And that's the truth. And that's what role-playing is all about. In all of this, what you want to remember is that you're having fun doing this, and that's what you should be doing, is just hanging out, chilling, and having fun with it. Doing what you want because you want to, and... That kind of stuff. You shouldn't be doing this because someone told you to. And you shouldn't, you know, if grinding is what you like to do and you have fun doing it, I hate it personally, go do that. I hate grinding. I So I don't grind. You know, you just, I sit back and relax. So it's all about having fun when you're role playing. And the different types of guilds are truly just a preference on how much do you want to role play. And how hardcore do you want to be? And it's totally personal. And we're not trying to say you should go casual. That's just me and my preference. But of course, all the newer people starting out should probably pick a casual. Yeah. Guild, so. But, you know, either one will work. If you've role-played in the past and just not in an MMO, you might go for a hardcore. It's totally up to you. Just be wary that hardcore is truly hardcore and there are very strict rules about it and normally they have forums and you role play on the forums and it's a it's a lot of time and a lot yeah of all right well let's go ahead and move on and now we're going to do the newbie 101 and what do you have for us today dudley all right this week i'm going to be talking about out of character and in character and different ways of how to say hello in character there are very many different ways how to like address a character in the game depending on how your character's personality plays out. So this is sort of where you can use the lore part of it. If your character's personality is very loud or bold or, out, or you know, very outgoing, they might announce themselves, greetings everybody, I have arrived, and be very loud and outgoing because of how they act and how they want to draw all the attention to themselves because I am just so important but not snobby kind of blood elfish way how the cliche goes. But if your character's more shy and calm and a bit quiet, they might kind of creep around and be very like reluctant to talk to other people and maybe a little square 
scared <laughs> and they might require more encouragement and more people trying to talk to them first and they don't really want people to know that they're sort of there they're just in a shadow sort of if your character is more very snobbish and stuck up or they're royal or that sort of thing they could even have somebody else first say announce that they have arrived and have this big grand entrance and they can sort of snub everybody around them like if they were to give a handshake they would sort of wipe their hands off and be very very rude but like group and guild role-playing events require more than just a couple people to make it very exciting it also depends on how people attend it so if you have a few people it won't be as grand and as talkative depending on how the subject goes but also how you say hello very much varies but when you're having random encounters with somebody, if you're kind of familiar with them, you want to address them by their name. But it also depends on how your relationship is. So if it's somebody who you've maybe met a couple times, you might want to say their title, lord or lady or archmage or whatever they are. And maybe their character name, maybe their last name to make it seem very formal. If they're one of your friends, just call them by their name or even their nickname and that would be all right. But when you're role-playing addressing, you want to say it in the say chat instead of whispering it because not everybody can see. And then for the guild role-playing, it's optional depending on the size of the guild. I know in more of the hardcore guilds, they require it. But in the more casual guilds, you can use it for in-character and out-of-character. And also for the newbie, very newbie role players, it's a great way how to get started and you can sort of go with the flow and follow how everybody else is talking. And when you're in a party, especially when you're doing pickup groups, you want to let people know that you are a role player. I know that even if you play on a role playing server, not everybody will role play running instances and that sort of thing, depending on how casual, how hardcore they are. So you want to let people know ahead of time that you are going to roleplay. It also saves a lot of the confusion. The idea is that if you are going to roleplay in an instance, is that whatever your character is saying, which is in character, you can more say it out loud and then use the party chat for that out of character and be more strategic and organize the instance that way. So it's also very smooth run when you're doing it. And also, when you're role-playing, it's very, very important to let people know who's talking. So I know people, they'll be talking for saying guild chat, and they'll be having a character talk, but they won't distinguish who's talking. And it really it messes people's heads, and they're not sure if you're asking or if you're role-playing, that sort of thing. I've noticed that there's a couple ways that people know when you're at a character. One of them I saw was they would make the brackets, the double brackets around their speech that would be out of character, or they would have two slashes, or they would just type in big letters OOC with the semicolon, and they would type what they have there. I've seen a couple different ways how to distinguish what's out of character, but it's very important to let people know that you're in character or out of character because if you want to have other people role play with you, then you're going to have to let them know. Yeah, a big thing is letting them know. And the two parentheses before and after is the most common way, and that's been around forever with text and that kind of stuff. And also the OOC semicolon that came from originally from forums but that's also come into well so either one is fine they're the most commonly used and you really want to use one or the other make a rule 
stick to your personal rule what you're going to use. If you're going to use the parentheses when you're out of character, use them every time you're out of character, no matter what chat you're in and that kind of stuff. That way, the people who you constantly see will pick up on that and they won't get confused. And the people who you only see once or twice, they'll figure it out pretty quick because everybody does things certain ways, but it's all very similar. So it's very important to do things the same way every time and not constantly change. I know with me when I would be role-playing on forums, we would make the slashes and that would be describing how, like what a character's acting or moving around or how they're feeling, that sort of thing. Partly because you can't actually see your character and how they have emotes in the game. So that was one way, but you could also, if you were talking in character for say, make the little slashes and then anything out of character. So it just varies on how you want to style it. Yeah, it really does. And, you know, you can do it any way you want. Like I said, just keep it the same. Um, as far as the action marks go, a lot of people use asterisks and will put, like, she laughs in asterisks or winks in asterisks and that kind of stuff. And that's a common way of doing it nowadays, which works really well, especially... Like, if you're in guild chat, you can do an emote, but no one else in your guild is going to see it. So that's a really great way to get your emotes across exactly. in a chat room. But also, make sure everybody knows which one is in character and which one's out, once again. Because it saves so much confusion. And the people's feelings, I know in my guild before, when everybody was fairly new, they get their feelings hurt because they weren't really sure. If it was a character talking or the person and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's very important. And that that's basically the whole point, is you want to make sure people know when you are in and when you are out of character. That's one of the most important things and the whole point of this whole conversation right now. Uh, that's all I have to say about anything else for you, Deadly? Nope, that kind all of right. thing. Alright, well, next is our lore. Last week we did Alliance, this week we're going to do Horde, and we're, we are going to do the ever-famous Undead. Now, if you've ever played, yeah, the Forsaken, the Undead, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it all started in War... well, okay, we're going back to Warcraft 3, I should say. I shouldn't say it started there, but we'll go back to Warcraft 3, where you had the Scourge, the Undead Legion, part of the Burning Legion, they had the Lich King... They were going around trying to destroy the human, the night elves, and the blood elves. They were preparing the land, so to speak, for the Burning Legion to come in. They were working on opening this portal. So they went to Silvermoon, which is how we got the Dead Scar, and they destroyed Silvermoon. In the end, Lady Sylvanas, who, lo and behold, is a blood elf, was the last protector of Silvermoon. And she is sitting there. And she is about to die, and she says, kill me, let it be over with. And the head of the scourge says, I will not grant death to you. And she becomes a banshee. She's the first of the true undead. Hence why she is the queen of the undead in World of Warcraft. She becomes Lady Sylvanas the banshee and makes others. She takes undead from the legion, from the scourge, who do not agree with the Scorch, and they branch off. And that's when they go to Tristful Glades. They go to the ruins of Lordaeron, which used to be the human capital, and they build a city underneath to hide away from the Burning Legion, 
and they begin to try to take over this area. Now, the Scarlet Monastery, they're all there trying to reclaim the ruins of Lordaeron so that they can rebuild their great city. So the undead have built this city that's underneath, Undercity, and they are trying to take this land around it, and they want to kill anybody and everybody. They don't want anything to stand in the way of their cause. And that's basically them, and that's how you roleplay them. They are undead. They have, their jokes are snide remarks most of the time. They do not get along with anybody else in the Horde. They do because they have to. But first and foremost, they want, they will do anything to be against the Scourge and against the humans and against the Alliance. They're very set in their ways about that. And they all look to Lady Sylvanas for guidance because she is the one who created the undead and she's their queen. So they've got a really great history behind them. And in a way, they're sort of like the blood elves, how they're on the board for their own convenience, not they're going to gain something out of it. Right. They're not necessarily... The, only, the undead are there because they can gain something from it, but no one is gaining from them being part of the horde. They are gaining the help of others, all kinds of stuff. But the horde aren't gaining very much from them because the undead are very set towards destroying everybody else. I think they're pretty cool. Um, I don't think they look the best. I'm a girl, forgive me. I, I don't like their looks, but I think they're pretty cool characters. And if you listen to their story when you first start a character, it's pretty cool. And it talks all about Tristful Glades and them trying to fight. And I think it's cool that they are not the Scourge that you see in Warcraft 3, but they are a section that is against the Scourge. Which goes to show there's mutiny among them. You know, Lady Sylvanas was a Blood Elf, which is kind of ironic, because the Scourge went to kill the Blood Elves. And here you have it. The Blood Elves and the Undead are working together. I think Sylvanas was actually a High Elf. I'm not sure. There was some kind of a rumor going around a while back about what she was exactly. She was a High Elf. Well, technically she was both. It It's kind of confusing. Um... Yes, she's a high elf, but they don't specify ever whether she was a high elf, a blood elf, both, when she became a banshee. Um, I, I've been playing Warcraft 3 again, and I just got through the section, and they never say anything other than she's an elf. They never specify what kind of elf she is. Now, we know she has to be a blood elf or a high elf. One, because of her skin color. Two, because you also fight the night elves, and they are very specific about the Night Elves, even if they are not about the other Elves. And then back to playing the Undead. I made an Undead Mage, I believe, a while ago. And I wanted to play Horde because I was on Alliance. I got a little bored at a time. I leveled her up to maybe five. Then her voice really kind of creeped me out. And I was just like, I like my Night Elf better. It's a little creepy. But it's very cool to play, and I really do like the starting area, the whole crypt, and how they sort of arise from the crypts, and this whole little scene. Right, and they really give you a sense of their history. You were alive, and you still are partially alive, but you're not quite dead, and you're not quite alive. You're rising out of this grave in the crypt, and going out to kill. They send you out on these missions to kill for this undead, 
city that they are now alliance to without ever being asked they just are and you just are with them and doing what they ask you to do so they if you read the quest if you look at that very beginning they really tell you a lot about what's going on so they're sort of alive but yeah they're, not. they're the undead what else can you say kind of like vampires except these guys are rotting so i guess they would be zombies no Vampire. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> well, that's all I've got. Anything you want to add, Deadly? Okay. No. Well, we need to let them know how they can get a hold of us. The first way is through email, which is rptavern at gmail.com. The second way is our website. What's the website? rptavern at, no, rptavern.blogspot.com. Correct. And then you can feel free to leave a comment on the blog. Email us, but you can also, if you have Skype, you can call us on Skype at RP Tavern. Leave us a voicemail. If Keep it short and sweet if you want it to be played on air, because we will happily play it on air if you would like. I don't think I'm missing anything, am I? We are on iTunes. Not now, yet, but right? we will be by the time the show goes up. So. All right, then. Yeah. We'll be on iTunes. <laughs> and, oh, you can, of course, leave us a review on iTunes. We love to hear comments. And... What I really want to say is as much... I've had a lot of people come up and say, your show sounds great. I love that because it just makes me feel really good and fuzzy inside. The hard part about that is that we don't know what is good. If you tell us your voices are good, the sound quality is good, but the background noise is bad or something like that, we want to know what specifically is good and bad so that we can change it and make the show even better than it already is. Which I hope it's really good to you guys, but either way, we want it to get better from here. And also, if you want anything for us to talk about or research or cover on the show that would benefit you guys in role playing, let us know. We will get right to that. We will discuss it. Yes, we'd really, truly love to cover what you guys want us to cover. You know, we know how to role play. We want people to learn how to role play through us. And I've noticed that role playing is growing ever more popular. I've noticed that a lot of podcasts are now discussing it. It's become a big thing. There's people moving to roleplay servers through podcasts or a friend tells them about it. So it's this ever-growing thing where I haven't really roleplayed in Warcraft, but now I'm really getting into it as long as a lot of... Right, and it used to be PvP, but people are getting away from the PvP and into the roleplaying, which is really great, I think. So... It also deepens your knowledge of Warcraft a little bit more than just, I feel like I'm going to go kill this guy, so let's go run some quests. You're really gathering yourself into the game more and learning a lot more about it than you would have normally had without going to roleplay. Right, server. and with that, we will see you next week. I'm Demis. I'm Again, Demis. everybody, and welcome to the... <laughs>